Welcome to the Yin Method. I'm Kat Mead. Hello and welcome back to the Yin Method. So this week I wanted to jump right on in and talk to you about meridians. Um, so what are they and what do they have to do with Yin Yoga? What are they? I'm glad you asked. So our meridians can be thought of as energy lines within our body that create like a map that has pathways in it that allows our energy to run freely through our body. So the pathways themselves carry this energy or we'll call it chi, blood and information. And sometimes it's possible for these energy lines to get a little bit stuck. Sometimes they get completely blocked. Sometimes they just get a bit stagnant. And so it's really important to be able to understand what these energy lines are, what they consist of, where they run in our body, so that we can open up this communication system that helps to coordinate the work of our organs and which in turn helps to keep our physical and energetic body healthy. So we have quite a few meridian lines in our body. And these meridian lines run like rivers through the fascia or the connective tissue in our body. Now, I will be doing a whole other episode on fascia, probably more than one episode on fascia in the future. So we'll get more into that then. But uh, yeah, so our meridians run through our fascia like rivers. It's like watery kind of um, mesh stuff that allows our energy to move around our body. Each meridian itself is connected to an organ and each meridian is considered either yin or yang. So let's have a look at what our meridians are and we're going to look at them in pairs. Also, I do plan on doing individual episodes in the future about each of the pairs um, and these are pairs that are in five element theory. There are different types of pairs that we can talk about but we're going to get into that later. This really is just an overview of meridians themselves. So we have a yin-yang pair of the kidney and the urinary bladder. These run in the back line, the superficial back line of fascia within our body. We have the yin-yang pair of the liver and the gallbladder. This runs on the uh, kind of outside line of fascia within our body and it also runs up the inside so the liver and the gallbladder are interesting most of our yin yang pairs of meridians we can stretch and access together whereas the liver and the gallbladder is the only pair in five element theory which i'm you i know that you probably don't know what it is so just ignore me um that we can access independently of one another doing stretches in the body the spleen and the stomach is a yin-yang pair and they run up the superficial front line of fascia. The lung and large intestine, again, yin-yang pair, these run through our arm lines of fascia and also obviously they go down into the organs themselves. The heart and the small intestine, yin-yang, also in the arm lines and our pericardium and triple heater meridians, yin-yang, also in the arm lines. So we've got these three lower body meridian pairs and three upper body meridian pairs. There's also this other pair called the conception vessel and the governing vessel. 
And these don't correspond with an organ in our body. They're more of an energetic pair. And it's said that when you do this um, specific meditation around this pair of meridians, it's called a microcosmic orbit. And it's said that when we do that, we're actually magnetizing chi in towards our spine. And our spine is a great conductor of energy. It, it's a messaging system, a communication system in itself. So when we do this meditation, it helps us to bring that energy in so it can move a little more freely as well. It brings it kind of all back into ourself. So those are our meridian lines. All right. What happens when our energetic system is well? Well, your energy is able to flow freely and you feel well. When there's some kind of blockage or stagnation within any of these energy lines in our body, we're going to notice that as well. As my teacher put it uh, last year when I did some training with her, we don't actually see the energy that we're talking about here, but we see the effects of the energy. So if you have some kind of imbalance, for example, in your kidney line, you might be more likely to experience some of those universal fears that we all experience. Things like fears relating to money and survival. Whereas when you're feeling really balanced in that line of energy, you might feel a bit more uh, innate wisdom or emotional stability. Uh, spleen and stomach lines, when you are imbalanced, you might feel a bit more anxious. You might feel like you can't digest some of the emotions that you're feeling. When you're balanced, you're more likely to feel more nourished. And it's really interesting when you relate that back to food, because obviously our stomach is a container for food. When you relate this nourishment back to food, if you feel nourished, chances are you're going to be more likely to not crave things that are not so good for you because you don't need it because you're already feeling nourished. So why would you need to put anything else in? unless you're going to self-sabotage yourself. That's a whole other topic. So what are some of the ways that you can bring balance back into an imbalanced energy line in your body? There's heaps of different ways. Qigong is a really beautiful way of doing that. So Qigong is translated simply into energy cultivation. So you do these really slow movements. You often use your hands. You do some shaking. And it's all about moving your energy around and noticing your energy and being able to shape it and see its form and feel it and redirect it. So that's a really beautiful practice for moving your stuff around. There's acupuncture and acupressure. Always go to someone who is qualified, obviously. They're sticking needles in you with acupuncture. If you go to a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, they might prescribe herbs for you, Chinese herbs. Uh, you can shake, you can dance, you can walk, you can do a yoga class, or you can do a yin yoga class. So the way that we access our energy or meridian lines in a yin yoga class is through our passive poses. If you've never been to a yin yoga class, what we do is pretty much all of the poses are done on the floor. We come into, for example, if we're doing a kidney urinary bladder class, which is a yin-yang pair, we'll come into forward folds because those energy lines run up the superficial back line of fascia within our body. 
So that's what we want to access. We want to fold forward and stretch and pull apart that fascia to open up any blockages that we might be experiencing there. And while we sit in that space of discomfort, because it is often uncomfortable, whether it's because we're in stillness or whether because we're feeling some strong sensations in our body, while we're sitting in that space, we notice what our breath is doing. We notice what our thoughts are doing. We notice what these poses and this movement of energy is eliciting in our awareness, essentially. So it can be really interesting to do these practices just to notice what's happening. But in saying that, you don't have to notice. I mean, you obviously notice the sensations. You notice when you're uncomfortable. You notice when you're feeling challenged. But you don't have to know what it is that's moving. You don't have to know what it is that you're releasing or breaking through or letting go of. You can just make the decision to sit within it, sit within it in e- with ease and let your energy kind of reset or resettle and so that you can notice this flow, this free flow of energy. So yin yoga works in that way to get to our energetic system. So if you decide to practice yin yoga at home, you might notice that one day you just really feel like laying back on a bolster and opening your heart space and opening, stretching through your arm lines. So it's really interesting to notice your body knows before your mind does. So when we tune into our body, we can follow what our energy wants us to do. It's a really, really cool way of building our awareness of our energetic system, just going with what our body is asking us to do. Yeah, and all of these exercises are really just things that are helping us to get our energy moving instead of it being or staying stagnant. And honestly, sometimes it can just be our mind or a belief that we are stuck. Sometimes we believe we have an energy blockage, but we can flip that over and just decide to let something go or just decide that we're not stuck. And that intention itself will help us to free up our energy. Um, yeah, that's kind of a really brief overview of meridian lines. I hope it made sense. Actually, one thing I probably didn't mention is, um, I think I did mention, our meridians are either yin or yang. And when we say yin or yang, it means, so yin is more of a dense organ and it's a vital organ. It's darker, it's a bit more passive. Yang is our doing organ. It's a container, so it fills and it empties. And so the yin and yang, yang organs work together that way to help us find balance. Um, so that's actually a really important note to uh, find balance. So in the ways that we release our energy, I wouldn't ever recommend just doing a yin practice or just doing like a flow yoga practice. I would say do both or go for a walk and or do running or swimming and then do yin or do a yoga flow class and then do yin. We find balance between the yin and the yang, the doing and the sitting. There's lots of stuff in there as well, I think, that I've glossed over. But as I said, I'm going to be doing a lot more episodes. I'm going to be going into these things in a lot more depth. I would love to have hear your feedback. If you have anything you'd like me to talk about or talk about in more depth, if you would like to be interviewed on the show or if you've got something to talk about that I clearly have no idea about, I would love for you to be on the show. So yeah, please get in touch. Give me your feedback. Let's have a discussion 
and I will talk to you sometime in the future very soon for my next episode. Bye. Mm-hmm.